Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello and welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. Today's episode is all about wellness. I'm so grateful to have Shailene McHugh join us on today's episode, where we will be where we will be chatting about energy medicine, mindfulness, and self-care. Shailene is a passionate professional and intuitive Reiki practitioner and teacher. She's the owner of The Light Journey, which provides holistic self-care products and services that help women overcome stress and stress-related illness in the most natural way possible. Um, So yes, very excited. I've had you present before to a group as well. Um, I loved what you chatted about. So I'm so grateful to have you here today where we can actually get this on recording and hopefully even get it out to more and more people because this is an interesting topic and it was definitely a new one to me. So it's probably a new one to other listeners out there. So it's fun because it's the whole goal is learning something new. So that's what we're doing today, learning something new. Um, So to get started, Shailene, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to where you are today? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much, Kaylee, as well, for just giving me this opportunity to share this passion and purpose of mine. Um, You know, there's no short answer how I found Reiki. Um, For me, my healing journey began when I was a kid. So I grew up quickly in a home where there was abuse, uh, neglect, and trauma, and I was the oldest of three siblings, so a lot of the responsibilities fell onto me, and I gained a different perspective on life, or an outlook, I guess you could say. Um, I've, you know, spent a lot of time alone growing up, and it forced me to ask some really big questions about life, um, our purpose here. I've always been really passionate about connecting with other people over you know topics like this like you said that um, you know my people might be hearing about for the first time I I just really love connecting um, and getting other people thinking about things thinking about themselves a little bit differently so um, that was a bit of my journey growing up and spending a lot of time alone asking these really big questions you know being curious about you know, what I'm doing here uh, as a human, as a person, what my role is, um, what my purpose is, how I should be spending my time. And, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, aside from having some of those experiences quite, quite normally, like anybody else. So, you know, I went to school, I went to work, and um, I followed that, you know, guidance from my family and my friends, much like they did to, you know, go through those motions of exactly going to school, getting a job, and then, you know, settling down, starting a family. But for me, I found that I was really unhappy. Um, I was feeling really unfulfilled. You know, I, I managed to graduate high school. I spent some time in university. Um, and I thought that I was going to be a psychologist. That was my big, my big dream from the time I was, you know, a kid to all through school. Um, that's what I studied in university along with some philosophy, you know, to 
um, it really appealed to that side of me that was asking those big questions. So I, um, I spent a couple of years trying to get my degree in that. And, um, you know, looking back, I can see that it wasn't the path for me. Um, I'm not sure if I'll ever go back and finish it. Maybe, maybe one day. Um, but at that time, you know, I, I felt that those big questions about life that I was asking there, I still didn't have answers for. So I took some time away from the psychology. I got into the work field um, and I spent several years doing, you know, retail management, um, working as administrative assistant, doing, you know, personal assistant jobs. Um, and it was in my very last job before I, you know, pursued being an entrepreneur that I started having um, not only was I stressed out at that point in my life because of my childhood and, and, you know, just going through these motions and not really understanding my role. Um, you know, I had been diagnosed with depression and anxiety in my teenage years, um, PTSD. Um, so I was, I was also trying to manage my mental health on top of all of this extra responsibility and expectation of being out in the world on my own. And um, I started having uh, panic attacks and chest pain in my very last job. Um, I was so stressed out. I didn't have any coping tools or mechanisms. You know, I was lacking that support that I needed. Um, I wasn't taking proper care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally. And my body started to, you know, that was a cry for help trying to get my attention um, every test that I went through, you know, conventional medicine and every doctor that I saw was telling me that um, on, on a physical level, my body was fine. I was healthy. My heart was okay. Uh, there was no real physical cause to what I was feeling. Um, they kept saying it's stress. It's related to stress. You're too stressed out. You have too much on your plate, but nobody was telling me how to, manage the stress, how to be less stressed. Uh, you know, there was always medication was an option, but I felt that that didn't resonate with me on a heart and soul level. Um, I totally believe medication has its place and its purpose. But at that point in my journey, I, you know, I had tried that and I just didn't want to continue down that route. So I, um, at that time of, you know, being told that stress was the cause for all of these problems in my last job, I uh, ended up quitting. I left, I left my, my position as a manager of a retail store. Um, I just didn't see any further opportunity for growth there. And uh, I spent several months unemployed. And, you know, again, sharing with family and friends, you know, what, what's the next step on my journey and the next step on my path? You know, some people suggested going back to school. So um, I made a list of everything that I like to do, you know, if time or money wasn't an issue, how would I, how would I spend my time? How would I spend, you know, my days living out my life? And um, I had on there, um, you know, I've always had a knack for organization. So um, I saw that there was a course being offered at Mount Royal for Feng Shui that really piqued my interest. I thought, oh, how cool to learn, you know, the more energetic side of balancing these objects in our physical day to day uh, to bring some harmony and peace to your life. And then I saw the Reiki course. Um, and that kind of struck me on a, on a really deep, you know, personal soul level. Um, just, it really resonated with the, the beliefs that I had. And um, before I quit that last job as, as a manager, I 
uh, was actually working with a woman who was a Reiki practitioner. And when I had expressed, you know, I was considering taking this course or this training, uh, she had offered to do a session with me. So um, I had my, my first Reiki healing session, you know, prior to that, I I knew nothing about crystals. I knew nothing about energy medicine. Hardly, you know, meditation was still kind of like a buzzword. So um, it was completely new for me. But the experience that we shared and the things that she was able to tell me about myself and my energy, my body, my life, um, it just really it resonated so deeply for me, you know, that expression, the light bulb went off. It just felt like, you know, two halves of something came together is the best way I can explain it. And I knew in my heart that Reiki was the thing that I'd been searching for for so long. So that's when I made that leap of faith, quit my job and uh, started taking the steps to gain experience, um, not only as a Reiki practitioner and building my practice and my confidence, um, but in that time of making the lifestyle changes that come with, you know, more holistic um, uh, living and mindfulness, um, I found that it was really difficult to take, you know, my new skills, my new insights back to that old setting of those previous jobs that I had been working. Um, so I started working for small business owners here in Calgary and um, gain the skills that I would need to start my own business. And then in 2017, I, I stopped working for other people and I committed to being a full-time business owner. And now I use my experience and my story to work with other women to help them um, combat that stress, combat stress-related illness by using self-care techniques, mindfulness practices, relaxation to create a healthy, happy life. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Like, that's so powerful, too, that you're sharing that because it's not, obviously, there's parts of that story that were very challenging and tough for you. So to kind of come out of that and be able to tell other people about it, like, I think that means a lot because there's so many people that, you know, can relate to what you're saying and maybe have experienced similar things in their own life. And so to see kind of your journey and how that sort of brought you to where you are. It's very inspiring as well. So thank you for being open to share your story. Um, So you talked about then kind of how you got to where you are now, but you mentioned at the time when you're going through it, you didn't have those coping tools. And that's kind of, I guess, where Reiki comes in. So if for listeners that aren't familiar with it, what exactly is Reiki then? Yes, love that question. Um, So Reiki is a therapeutic holistic relaxation technique. Um, It is Japanese and it was founded by uh, Mikao Yasui, who was a a doctor, um, a philosopher, and a spiritual teacher. Um, Reiki is made up of two Japanese words, rei meaning universal life force, um, divine spirit, and ki is that energy, um, that vital breath of life. So combined, it's universal life force energy. And it's based on the belief that everything is connected, that we're all coming from that same source energy. One day we're going to return to it. And how Reiki works is as a practitioner, I've been trained to use um, sacred symbols that are based in Sanskrit language, um, mantras and hand positions that channel that universal energy and transfer it to an object, a person, a situation. Um, You can give Reiki to plants, to animals, to people. You can send it to the earth. Um, You can, you know, Reiki a situation. There's really no limit as to how um, it can be used. 
um, because it is holistic, it has the ability to touch on, as I mentioned, all those different elements of the self. So mental, emotional, physical, and then the energetic or spiritual. Um, everything is connected within our body and on those deeper levels. So um, working with energy, um, you might be familiar with chakras. If not, we can talk about that. But uh, the chakras are, are going to are going to receive that energy. We're always giving and receiving energy in all those different places. So um, each one represents something different in the body and helps to bring that balance that we need to maintain that equilibrium, even in a, on, a, on a more physical or scientific level, that equilibrium in our body that keeps us in that, in that place of balance and place of health. Okay, that's awesome. And I like how you break it down. Because now I know how to say it properly. So it's Reiki. Yes. <laughs> Correction to me. Oh, oh no, you're good. saying it. You. You're saying it just fine. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, okay. So what does, if someone is to go through this, like what would a typical session look like? What, what can someone expect from that? Okay, yeah. So um, uh, as well, I just want to mention that there are different uh, lineages of Reiki. So the Yusui Reiki is, is, is kind of like the founding, this, the beginning, but there are different branches. Uh, but for this particular um, practice of Reiki, so um, I am trained in distance or remote healing. So something like that can usually take anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes um, and is done in a number of different ways, uh, practitioners really vary in their technique, but I like to use um, crystals, sacred geometry, a pendulum, and I offer that healing over uh, Zoom, much like what we're doing here today. And uh, that way the clients have the opportunity to see what I'm doing in terms of that technique. And we can kind of share the dialogue back and forth of whatever comes through for the healing. Um, I am an empath and my intuition is what guides me through the healing. Um, the way that I and I receive and experience it is through insight and clear vision. So I actually see shapes, colors, and images appear in my mind's eye when I'm doing a session. And it's, I interpret that as those chakra centers that are connected to, uh, you know, our organs, our glands, our muscles, our tissues, our emotional body, those subtle bodies, um, and, and kind of able to access what's going on on those deeper levels. So there's definitely um, some yeah, insight that can be gained for the client as well. Um, our, my in-person sessions are usually 60 to 90 minutes. Um, you know, a recipient would lay on my massage table. You're fully clothed the entire time. Um, there's no manipulation of the skin or the muscles. It, it, it's not exactly like a massage. Some people um, kind of get it confused. Um, it's very light touch. So the hands are just placed very gently on or a few inches above those seven major chakras that run from the top of your head to the base of your spine. And um, again, the idea here is that everything is energy and even science is, is now discovering that and sharing that um, on 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 a physics level, how everything is energy, everything is vibrating. Um, so losing my train of thought. <laughs> um, Why don't we kind of move on? You mentioned, because I want to talk about one thing you mentioned, another unknown for many, or maybe this yep. isn't something you're familiar with, but do we want to talk about um, chakras and and what that's all about. And, and yes, maybe that will bring that me means. back to what I was okay. thinking there with okay. the energy, everything being energy. <clears throat> okay, so chakras. Chakra is another sans a Sanskrit word. So um, it means, um, I have it here actually. I'll give, I'll give you the exact definition here. 
Sanskrit for wheel. So defined as a spinning wheel-like vortex of energy and light. And it was named that after Buddhist monks had reported um, seeing this during their deep states of meditation. So it is believed that we have seven major chakras or the more commonly um, referred to ones. Some um, cultures believe we have over a hundred major and minor energy centers that run through our body, including meridians and pathways. And as I mentioned, we're always giving and receiving. So sending out subtle, subtle cues um, that direct from the thought. And that's where my last thought was going. So because everything is energy, it starts with our thoughts and our thoughts are directing our energy through our intention and through our awareness. <clears throat> so excuse me, you may have heard other spiritual, you know, leaders or people, uh, experts in the community or the field that say, yeah, what you focus your attention on is directing your energy. It's what you're attracting into yourself. What you focus on is what you're creating. So that's, it's kind of the same idea. Um, so your chakras are connected to the organs, glands, muscles, and tissues in the body. And each one is, is responsible for maintaining that balance, that chi, that flow of energy. And when we when we have stress in our life or anything that brings a sense of uneasiness or disharmony, essentially coming away from the peace, um, there can be blockages or, you know, we close ourselves off to giving or receiving and then that can affect those energy centers, which affects the body on a physical and emotional level. Yes. Okay. I love that. Now it's, yeah, opening my mind to a, a concept that I've sort of just heard about in passing and things like that. So that's awesome. Um, what are some, like we talked about how you kind of struggled with or, or what was happening, people were just identifying as stress. Well, this is stress. So it sounds like that's one of the benefits. But what would you say are the benefits of Reiki? Like is the, so stress reduction, I'm assuming that's a big one. Um, yes, absolutely. Stress, re stress reduction for sure. Very similar to when you're meditating and just able to disconnect from, you know, that constant flow and stream of thought that's coming into the mind and just really being able to still your body. In today's fast-paced life, we hardly ever slow down. And that's that's a big thing too, to just be able to tune in to what your body is feeling on all those levels, the physical, the mental, the emotional, you know, you might have aches and pains that you're not aware of because you, you don't slow down long enough to even feel the effects of what's happening. And then it goes unseen and unnoticed for so long that it's, you know, it's a chronic issue by the time that it's got your awareness. So it, it supports and activates the bodies to heal itself, Reiki, by providing that life force energy, that vitality. It helps to release that energy, those blockages. Uh, it could be past traumas. It could be toxins that are being held and stored in the body because you're creating that relaxed state. The muscles, the joints, the tissues, everything kind of releases its hold and bring, comes back to that state of equilibrium that I mentioned earlier. So most commonly, the number one thing that, you know, clients are going to uh, feel um, most notably is going to be that state of relaxation. Um, and, and who can't use more relaxation in their life, right? So uh, relaxation for sure. Um, for some people, it is more spiritual. Like I said, you know, shapes, colors, images, you know, maybe memories, uh, kind of daydreaming almost in that in between of state of like falling asleep that there's just such peacefulness, but you're still awake and in an alert state. But able to kind of be disconnected from the thoughts as they do make themselves known to you. 
Um, so for some people, it's, it's emotional. There can be that cathartic release where it brings up some anger or frustration or sadness, grief. Um, so that can be healing as, as well for people. Um, some people also experience Reiki to be, um, you know, more energizing and uplifting where they've kind of charged their batteries and now they, they feel that clarity and that focus to maybe tackle jobs or tasks or projects that they kind of lost the zest for. Um, so lots of, lots of benefits. Absolutely. It makes a great addition to your self-care practice or any other, you know, therapies or modalities that you might already be uh, using. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's not something that should be uh, sought just solely on its own. It's not a cure. It's not medical advice by any means, but uh, it does bring an awareness to the client um, in terms of how they can manage, you know, their symptoms, their stress more mindfully. And also, you know, I, I, I like to give my clients the tools so that they can take the steps and take the action for themselves in a way that feels meaningful to them. Yes. Okay. So, and then besides the, the, that practice and going through that process, um, your business, you, you also talk about how um, you have the, like the wellness line as well. Do you want to just let us know a little bit more about that, what that means? So as I mentioned, right, Reiki can be transferred to an object, a person, a place, a thing, um, much like I would do in a healing session with a person, you know, placing, um, placing the symbols, placing my hands in, in certain positions to channel that energy. It's exactly what I'm doing with, um, with the handmade products. So blessing them or charging them with Reiki. Um, I make botanical basalts. Um, essential oils and dress candles. So items to support that self-care practice or even, you know, ritual work for people that are really into utilizing the energy of the moon cycles or um, just that mindful, um, that mindful living, setting goals and intentions and then doing the work to help manifest and draw, like I said, what you're thinking about, you're attracting. So really giving people the tools to do that work outside of a Reiki session, or maybe if they're not quite ready for Reiki, um, just, you know, slowing down and giving that their mind, body, spirit, you know, the awareness and energy that we so frequently give to other people. So um, yeah, I, I encourage anybody who's interested to check out my website for that. Um, I use all organic you know nature-based products because I believe that's where the best medicine comes from so um, just something different for everybody there yeah and you mentioned work and I of course like doing the work and that's usually associated I mean not necessarily positive positively but I like that it is that reminder that we have to like commit to it it's something that sometimes you know taking that time for ourselves and, and doing these things to, you know, better ourselves and to make ourselves feel our, our best is that it, it, it does take work because we're sort of on autopilot all the time and we're go, 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 do, do, do. And we need to put an effort into taking care of ourselves and putting ourselves first. Um, and that being said, you know, you talk about self-care as well. So is there something you can share with the listeners about getting started and putting themselves first and getting that self-care practice put together for themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, self-care is is really important. And again, I just want to touch for some people, it's a buzzword, right? You see it a lot of like self-care, like self-care bath or self-care rituals. And, and really, to me, self-care is, it's the ultimate declaration of love for yourself. It's, it's 
it starts with awareness. And when you become aware that there are things in your life, situations, relationships that are bringing disharmony and taking more than they're giving you, you know, they're draining that energy, they're exhausting you, they're depleting you, you know, that's, that's when we become aware that something needs to change. And sometimes that's kind of where that thought just ends for a lot of people, you know, something needs to change, but you don't know how to start. And maybe sometimes you don't even know what it is, you're just aware of that feeling of uneasiness. So once you have the awareness, you need to, you're saying yes to yourself, essentially. So that also means saying no to somebody else. And with that comes creating boundaries. Um, you know, if, if you find that you don't have five minutes for yourself, that is a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. If you don't have five minutes for yourself in, in the duration of your day, there, you know, it's no, it's no wonder that you're stressed out, you're run down, you're exhausted, you're on edge. So it's starting small, you know, self-care is a practice. Um, it's also connected to self-worth. So for some people, that's also where the work comes in. It's exploring, you know, some of those, those limiting beliefs, uh, the behaviors that maybe aren't serving us, noticing when we have that negative thought track playing in our mind, um, you know, what do we do? How do we stop that? So I, I like to suggest to people starting small, um, carve out that space, that time, five minutes. If you can do it at the start of your day, that's, it's so much better because I find it helps you to set the tone before you even get into the world. You know, you're not taking on anybody else's stuff before you look at your phone and you're influenced by all the things that you see, those perfect lives, you know, on Instagram that don't exist. So give yourself your undivided time and attention because you deserve it and you're worth it. And if, you know, if that time doesn't exist, waking up five minutes earlier to get it in, um, or again, analyze the areas of your life that just aren't, are, that are draining you or aren't serving you that you've outgrown and figure out how you can um, create those boundaries. So you pull your energy back in. So starts with awareness. You have to make the time and everybody has the time. Let's be honest. You have the time. So, um, you know, something small, even starting with that meditation or breath work, those are very easy places to begin um, because that's, it's kind of the foundation for any mindfulness or spiritual practice. Um, sitting and observing your breath. Um, I just recently actually created because it was coming to me. This is a question, you know, a lot of clients were asking me, how do I meditate? Um, so that's a resource that I created for, for some of my clients. And I'd be happy to share with you, Kaylee, so you can share with uh, the listeners, but um, just beginning there even to sit in that place of stillness, you know, set a timer on your phone, five minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, close your eyes, place your hands in your lap and just start to watch the breath. Notice, uh, notice each inhale, notice the exhales, notice the spaces in between. And every time that you find that your awareness is, you know, on what we're making for dinner, or I have that trip to the grocery store, or I can hear the kids running in the background. You just, bring that awareness and that attention back to the breath. Um, it's not about being perfect and it's not about stopping the thoughts, but it's about becoming the observer so that you can kind of detach from the emotion that comes with the thoughts. And sometimes we get stuck. Um, you know, a belief is only a thought that you keep telling yourself over and over and over. So if we can kind of stop those uh, beliefs that don't serve us in their tracks, we can become aware of them and bring in that, that breath it creates space for us. 
Um, the breath is something that I work with a lot in my practice because it's one of the easiest ways to combat that stress response on a physical and physiological level. Um, when we're stressed out, when we're in that fight or flight or freeze, we, we have shallow breathing. Uh, we're breathing from the chest and not the diaphragm. So that, you know, and it restricts everything um, on, on, on the, the physical level. So, you know, restricting the, the blood flow, um, it affects the digestion. So when we are able to reverse that and come again into that state of calm and peace and harmony, that's, that's the natural state. That's the, that's the place that we want to be. That's what we're aiming for. Um, and that some people believe is really our, our overall purpose here is to actually enjoy this life to bring that sense of harmony and ease into our day. So, if, if that resonates with you, if you, you know, if you want to learn more about Reiki um, for the listeners, if you're interested in working with me, then, you know, I, I would love you to check out my website, thelightjourney.ca, and um, I'm happy to guide you to giving yourself what you need. That's awesome. You summed it up really nice there too. I'm like, now I'm feeling calm with everything you said. So this is a good place to end. We can end here and all the listeners can now go away and take that five minutes of self, self-care self time or yeah. five minutes to just breathe. So thank you so much, Shailene, um, for, for being here today, for sharing all that information. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm sure listeners have gotten some, you know, new bit of information and something inspiring from that to sort of take confident action in their own life now um, towards working, you know, towards that stress-free and, and feeling our best. So thank you so much for being here today. That You're was so amazing. welcome. Thank you thank for having you. me. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I will catch you next time.